Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus, looking at the life of Jesus as told in the primary documents about him, the four Gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and Jesus' I am statements. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 4, Who has done this and carried it through? calling forth the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last, I am he. And John 8, verse 58. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. On seven other occasions in John's Gospel, John records statements where Jesus said, I am, dot, dot, dot. These are unique to John and are not recorded in the other three Gospels. For this podcast, we will look briefly at four of them, and in the next podcast, we will discuss the remaining three. Here, when he says, I am, Jesus is reinforcing his claims to be God, because when he says, I am, He is obviously referring back to the time when God revealed himself to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 that we read earlier and also through what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 41. That's why in John 8 verse 59 they picked up stones in order to kill him for blasphemy. This was in accordance, so they thought, with Deuteronomy chapter 13 which dictates that anyone who tries to turn people away from the living God is to be stoned to death. They knew Jesus was claiming to be the very God. They thought they worshipped. So what's these statements? The first one is in John chapter 6, verse 35, 48 and 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Three times in this short passage, Jesus refers to himself as the living bread. By this, he meant that he was the only one who could satiate the appetite and yearning of every person's spirit. For those he was speaking to, bread was a basic staple food for living just as it is for millions of people today. Jesus indicates when saying he is the bread of life, that he will supply all needs, just as he said to the woman at the well in John 4 verse 4, that whoever drinks his living water shall never again go spiritually thirsty. When Jesus referred to the manna in the desert, John 6 verse 49, he talked of it being merely temporary, despite being a gift from God. He, however, as the true bread of life, would give permanent satisfaction and life everlasting to all those who believe and follow in him. John 6 verse 51 
But this bread he offers has to be eaten, has to be taken up by the person wanting spiritual life. And note the inference to his impending sacrifice on the cross at the end of John 6 verse 51. And then we have John 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is at the Feast of Tabernacles. and One of the great symbols of that feast was light. At the end of the feast, when the lights are extinguished, Jesus said that he was the light of the world. And throughout the Old Testament, light is an important symbol. There is the pillar of fire and cloud leading the nation of Israel on their journey. Exodus chapter 13. In Psalm 27 verse 1, the psalmist describes God as my light. The nation of Israel was to be God's light to all of the world. Isaiah 49 verse 6, so that God would be the world's light. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 19 to 22. So by referring to himself as the light of the world, Jesus is saying it is he who shines light in the people's spiritual eyes and gives them understanding which in turn leads to them seeing their need of God and his ability to satisfy their spiritual needs. And then we have John chapter 10, verse 7 to 11, and verse 14 to 15. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were the thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Throughout the Old Testament, God is seen as a shepherd, and his people are the flock or the sheep of his keeping. The sheep are always God's, even though he temporarily entrusted them to people, such as Moses, to care and tend to them. Therefore Moses and others like him, such as the true prophets, were forerunners to Jesus. And here... Jesus proclaims that he is the door or the gate to salvation. It is through Jesus and Jesus alone that salvation is found, and through him as the door of the gate, people are led safely and into spiritual freedom, spiritual light and spiritual sustenance. Unlike others who come only to steal, kill and destroy, Jesus offers spiritual safety and nourishment. Jesus does not just offer a way out, but also a way in. The security offered by Jesus is because he is always in close proximity to those who follow him. Jesus calls all those who follow him by name, John 10 verse 3, and they know each other. Jesus is the great shepherd only through the sacrifice he must make for his sheep. Here Jesus is looking ahead to the sacrifice he will make on the cross. His love for all of humanity compels him to make the ultimate sacrifice. 
just as all shepherds will endanger themselves for the safety of their sheep, if they're good shepherds, so too will Jesus endure the pain and suffering of the cross so that people can be led into safety of God's kingdom. It is in this role of shepherd that Jesus exhibits true leadership, which is selfless and self-sacrificial. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 11 tells of God searching out for his sheep among all nations, and this is fulfilled through Jesus. Of course, Richard Dawkins calls this, as I've said before, that Jesus' work on the cross and going to the cross was an act of sadomasochism. But it's not, it's a sacrifice. And through his perfect, obedient and voluntary sacrifice on the cross, not only is salvation available to the Jews, but also to all those of other nations. John 10 verse 16 For more to think about, please do read the following passages and ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. And then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Read John chapter 6 verse 25 to 59. How does Jesus being the bread of life encapsulate his whole message? Question 2. Read 1 John chapter 1. If Jesus is the life of light of the world, how am I to live as his follower? And question 3. Read John chapter 10 verse 1 to 21. As a Christian disciple, what benefits does Jesus as the shepherd offer to me? Thank you.